You are listening to David Lilly on Elastic FM. Business, health matters, and audio for the curious. This is Elastic FM. It's probably all too easy for people to forget history and some of the incredible acts of bravery that British soldiers showed in protecting our small country from German invasion. Amongst these British soldiers were people from our local area here in northeast Derbyshire. In the years that's passed, their children and grandchildren have gone on to hold precious memories of what has passed and the impact and the shaping on our local communities should never be forgotten. Some of these memories are symbolised in old clothes, pictures, newspaper clippings and war diaries. One local man had a vision to ensure these memories don't only remain prominent, but that people have an easy opportunity to step forward and to share their artefacts and memories. This is the story of how he's engaged with local schools and churches to breathe life into his World War Memories project. I began my interview with Richard Godley by asking him about his own career background. Right, my background is has varied over the years, started in construction, but always looked on the environmental factors about waste and then eventually moved into waste in Sheffield, one of the waste managers down there for many years. Uh, that followed me around and eventually the, the countryside beckoned once more. Uh, I went back to university, did a few master's degrees uh, and then ultimately went to work for the national parks, uh, in particular the Peak District National Park where I was there for many years. Uh, working in the countryside, working with rural businesses, looking for funding for them and in particular dropping on many projects that range from local community projects right through to restoring village halls and finding funding for that sort of thing. Excellent and you are soon to become uh, one of the new directors of Elastic FM which is really just an extension of a lot of the work that you do into the community and taking projects within the community and making people aware of those projects so we'll talk more about that on another podcast but this one is all about something which we call world war memories or the world war memories project what is that richard world war memories was something that i'd been banding around it started in the back of my brain a few good few years ago and i was always interested in the war memorials that were around renishaw and spinkill and i knew there was some crossover with names and names that had uh, intrigued me for a number of years uh the history group that used to be around had done a little bit of work some years ago but that had folded but uh, managed to re-engage with a few of the, the existing members that uh, were still around one particular lady Anne joel was interested uh spoke to a few of the others that go to the coffee morning on a, a tuesday morning at the church uh, and they were all intrigued about finding out about their families some had got people who died their grandfathers in world war one and knew nothing about them so uh, you know, so we sort of went on from there. Uh, I knew my own granddad had actually been on retained uh, services. He was a blast furnace foreman in the ironworks at Renishaw. So we thought, well, let's look, let's expand the project and look a bit about what people did as reserved occupations, as well as those who went and fought in either World War One or World War Two. Now we included World War Two as well because there was only uh, six or seven people who actually died from the area in World War Two. But there's lots of stories that we can still sort of gauge from people. Uh, about the fathers and grandfathers and what they did at that time as well. Uh, not a huge community of people, but so far we've got lots and lots of info coming out from people, including one particular fellow whose uh, father was awarded the military cross as well. So, you know, it's interesting to see what, what might turn up yet. It's very interesting, Richard, isn't it? I know that every year we have Memorial Day and we sell poppies in, in remembrance. People wear poppies in, in remembrance. But it's so easy, isn't it, for the younger generations now who are 
addicted to their smartphones and the various other technology facebook that exists out there it's very easy for them to forget that without the men that fought in the war we might all now be living a very different existence to the one we've got that's right and and quite a lot of the kids I've sort of latched onto that, and with the memorials in the last few years about the start of World War One and start of World War Two and Battle of Somme and the, and the last Tommy who died a few years ago, it's it's got a, it's sparked the imagination of lots of kids, and hopefully the teachers and the teaching staff as well. So they've got behind it in various ways, including the two local schools, where Spinkill and Renishaw, we're going to be working with, yeah. uh, and as a way of sort of sort of bringing that together and commemorating what actually happens, like you say. We've actually got some very, very nice benches, made-up made benches, metal benches, that actually depict World War One Tommies on them with the red poppies. Very, very expensive, but it's a nice way of starting the project with the kids and they can see something, uh, what's going to happen, and then we'll start working with them. We'll start finding out about their families. Or if they haven't got families and they're not from around here, they, what we'll do is look at where they live. So there might be a particular house that, that was constructed uh, maybe 100 years ago or so, and we can look who lived there and maybe find out who, if their fam- families were involved with anything. So this started, Richard, as something in the back of your head, mm-hmm. uh, a local man that recognises the significance and the impact of World War One and Two, and how that developed our community. How did you take it from an idea in the back of your head to an official project? What was involved in doing that for you? Part of that, you, you have to gauge the, the opinions of people. You've got to be able to prove there's a need for something like that. So it's quite simple. Set up a Facebook page and just and just sort of ping it around and see what people think. People like the idea. Within within a few days, with, with over 50, 100 people saying we want to join and things like that. Um, just pop along to the, the coffee morning was a good start. You know, they get a regular clientele. Uh, probably 15, 20, 25 people gain, just bounced the idea off them. They liked it, wanted to do something. Spoke to the church up at uh, Spinkill, the father up there. Uh, he was keen, obviously wanted to include the kids because they were doing more remembrance. Mm-hmm. So it all sort of knits together quite nicely. Uh, popped up to the chapel at Renishaw again. You know, I knew they were struggling a little bit to try and gauge for funds and things like that to keep themselves open. So we we're gonna we're gonna put a book together ultimately about all these stories and what we find out and the research. Uh, and it'll it'll be used for uh, gaining funds for the, the other two churches as well. What's the timescale on that book, Richard? And, and the timescale we've probably got another twelve months to pull that together. But we've got an, an eighteen monthish project. Uh, we we we're sort of down the line about six months or so. And now. will that be called World War Memories as yeah. well? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll entitle it the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and we'll we'll make sure that every we'll we'll put in as much as we can, as much as we can afford. I get a dare say on on the amount of money that we got from Heritage Lottery Fund. Yeah. So you've touched on churches and schools being involved. You know what is the total circle of involvement here? Who else is involved? Fundamentally, it's 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 most of the sort of community, if you like, around Renshaw and Spinkill, uh, they've got on board. But we'll be looking at obviously with the schools. So we're talking probably uh, probably about four hundred pupils overall. So they're going to come from a diverse mm-hmm. area. I know some of the kids at Spinkill come from as far as halfway and, and what have you, which which is nice. It doesn't really matter. Uh, they're part of that same local community with the school. Um, the other people have got involved. A few historians that have popped uh, popped along. Uh, they've offered help and support and advice 
uh, the archives people in Derbyshire have been quite good. We can probably go along and have a look what they've got on their records. But we're going to go to a couple, do a couple of visits as well. So we'll we'll try and sort of spur people's memories uh, a little bit more and try and engage with them like that. So we're thinking of going to the Ashworth Barracks near Doncaster. It's yet a trip to we, we've got to sort out. Uh, we'll, we, we may go to some other places like Eden Camp, but that's that's all dependent on how much things are and how many people are interested, I guess. So as far as back to the schools, Richard, how are they going to participate? Are the teachers pretty uh, pretty well engaged, and they see it as part of a history lesson? Yes, that's what that's what we've done. We've we've met with the history coordinator and the head teachers at each of the school, uh, a particular year group, and uh, I think it's going to be year fives in both. I'm not quite sure about Renishaw, but certainly year five at Spinkill. They'll be sort of delving into World War One and, and, and looking at the names on the war memorials and looking at little stories about their families and things like that. Uh, we'll we'll kickstart the whole project with the school with the bench, like I say, uh, to give them some impetus that it's you know it's going to be worthwhile and doing something. We'll do displays, we'll do some work, and we'll leave them with a memory pack and a teaching pack that's that sort of fits within the key stages. Um, we will bring in a lady called Jenny Bland, who's fantastic. She's got from the history van. Uh, it's like a museum on your doorstep, and Jenny will do very nice things and dress them all up and do wartime songs and write wartime songs and they'll all do something and, and what will probably culminate is we'll probably do a little play or something towards the end of it or at least an exhibition of the works as well so and the schools involved currently are just just Renishaw and Spinkill that's all it's, we've got for that's the, the, that's the yeah. catchment they're area. the core they're the core schools yes yeah. now when we first talked about this Richard what burst into my mind is what elderly people could we find that have got vivid memories of the war that might not necessarily be people that that were involved in fighting in the war, but there were children be now. Yeah. It wouldn't be. It'd be, no. it'd be wait, I mean, we'd be very lucky to find anyone. Wouldn't we? You would, yeah. Certainly, certainly, people who were children during yeah. the war, we would find. Yeah, they're going to be in their eighties now. The children of the, of the World War Two are, are definitely going to be born in the thirties. You may come across the odd nineteen twenties person. I doubt very much if there's anybody around who actually did an occupation during the war whether that's military or reserved. It does occasionally happen. It does occasionally yeah. happen. I've been to Mosborough, done an event up there, and we had an ex-tram driving lady walk through the door and a guy who worked in the steelworks. That was two out of hundreds yeah. of people that turned up, weren't they? So they are few and far between now. Yeah, well, my mum's 81, and, and she has some very, very minor memories. Yeah, of, so she should have been born eight, 1936-ish. Yeah. In, indeed, yeah. 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 So yeah. She, there, there are memories there. But they're obviously very, fa- very, very faded. So we really probably need to be finding people in the nineties, don't we? That, mm. that it does happen. It does happen occasionally. You do find. So them. the message out there, anyone listening to this, if you know someone that's in the nineties that is a is happy to talk to us um, about their memories of of, of the wars, then you know we're happy to come along and, and and chat to them. Coming back to the ultimate objectives of the project, Richard, if you were to try and wrap that up and summarise, you know, mm-hmm. what's the end game in terms of what you're trying to achieve? Well, the end game is we want to record people's personal stories and family memorabilia. Um, we know people don't necessarily were born and bred in Renishaw, but they have got fantastic stories about their grandparents or great-grandparents that uh, are just on postcards at the moment. People have forgotten the stories and we, they need recording. So that, that's one of the things to produce the book produce uh, some educational work with the schools 
uh, and then ultimately uh, sort of record all this information uh, and put it in place with the War Memorials Trust as well because interestingly enough they know about the new one at Renishaw but the War Memorials Trust doesn't know about the, the one at Spink oh, it does know about the one at Spink but it doesn't have a picture it doesn't know about the one in Renishaw Church and it certainly doesn't know about the one for Emmett Carr that we've come across in recent times as well so it'll be getting those recorded uh, and then having an archive of material that can be deposited with um, the Dabshire archive, so it's there for perpetuity. Yeah, and another thing that can be done is there, as you've touched on, there are lots of stories out there in in diaries and uh, various other things that are locked away in people's lofts, and the stories that exist around those could actually be told and shared, for example, on the World War Memories website as well. That's right, yeah. We look forward to anybody who wants to upload a photograph or send a few pictures through. We're always looking out for something a bit different. Um, people have got them. I, I know people have got photographs. I've seen one or two people already have said, I've got this photograph and shot, pull it out of the pocket. They've never seen the light of day for, for many years. We, we love to have those. So we're, we're going to be there at, at Renishaw Church on a regular basis uh, where people can pop along and they can talk to us and we'll record them. We'll take details and then we'll try and write the, their stories. And if anybody needs a little bit of help looking into those family histories, the military side of it, uh, we've certainly got a couple of real experts that can delve into that side of things as well. And the good news, thanks to modern technology, Richard, it's so easy now to, if you've got an old picture, to take a picture of it with a smartphone. Oh, brilliant, yeah. And, yeah, and no replicate the, the quality yeah. of replication is far better than it was years ago. Gone are the days when you must scan everything. You can <laughs> actually get a fair, good electronic copy. So if people want to get involved uh, or find out more, they can do that via website, which is worldwarmemories.co.uk. And there is a Facebook page as well, isn't there? Is That's it a Facebook right. group, is it, Richard? There's a Facebook page altogether, yeah. And that is, is, is that called World War Memories as well? Uh, Renishaw Spinkle uh, World War One project, I think it is. Yeah. Renishaw Spinkle yeah. World War One project. Well, thank you for your time today, Richard. No, thanks, David. That's and we'll sleep. follow the story as it evolves in the months and years ahead. There's just one more little addendum I'd like yeah. to add to all this. Yeah. Is in between the wars, we've added a little bit of a story that we spoke to Heritage Lottery up there who intrigues about Lord Ho-Ho and whether he was in the area or not. Research is sort of coming together a little bit, saying he's probably been passing through the area. He probably was working with Mosley on doing some of the... Um, uh, uh, the propaganda type approaches and meetings and things like that and it's certainly around in Rotherham there's a connection with, with Sitwells on the estate as well where I think uh, Sashel Sitwell joined in the early 30s uh, for a few years and then uh, throw out of it uh, we're looking for more stories about how people think he was actually in the area uh, I've already pinged it around a few of the local history sites and I've had people as far as Bowles over coming back with stories Baton uh, and places like that so there is Nice little stories out there if we can find those who, as well. For the benefit of the un, uneducated, uh, who's who Lord, is Lord Ho? Ho? He was <laughs> he was a guy called William Joyce. He was the traitor. Uh, he had a particular uh, nasal sounding um, uh, speech in his throat, I guess, uh, that made him sound rather upper class. He was just an ordinary working guy in some respects, but he was extremely clever. Um, a lot of people remember him as Lord Ho Ho. There's a few incarnations of all the who they think Lord Ho Ho was, but but William Joyce is the main man who was apprehended after the war and hung as being as a traitor as well. A traitor in that he was feeding stories to the Germans. He was he was very much a fascist for um, all in favour of the Nazi Germany. Okay, so if anybody's listening, and you know William Joyce's proper name, Lord Ho Ho. Yeah, no, he's, he was never a lord. His name is William Joyce. Yeah. William Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Richard Godley, thank you for your time today. Thank you very much, David. You are listening to David Lilly on Elastic FM, sponsored by the Unique Network, an international business network with a reputation for caring and sharing and with a home in beautiful Derbyshire.